Whole sports all plays. Whole sports all plays. Whole sports all plays. We're making a place. We're talking the game, get you through the days. We're hiding the court, the diamond the lane. Variety topics, living the same. All presentation, sports information. In the airways, taking the nation. All sport, all plays, they work in your faces. Grace at the field, so tie the laces. All sports, all plays. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Easy Money, a sports betting show. Uh, Friday, July 1st. It's uh, hard to believe it's already July. This year's been flying by. Uh, but we're doing a UFC uh, 276 preview and uh, prediction show. Should be a great UFC card uh, this weekend. Uh, with the, the main uh, main event being Adesanya against Cannoneer. You also have Volkanovski and Holloway on this card. So should be a great card. And uh, joining me today to talk about it, uh, we have uh, Pride from uh, the Prideful Takes podcast. How's it going, Pride? Chillin' chillin', I'm here to be a menace to society. And my daughter is on the verge of doing the same. She's asking for something. And she's about to, she said, please. (laughs) Maybe she's teaching me not to be a menace. Maybe she's teaching me. But I'm Chris, bro. I'm doing good, Chris. How you feeling, bro? I'm doing good. Like I said, most relax messing with me a little bit. Took a little bit of a nap, but other than that, I'm doing good. Uh, looking forward to this card. I'm, I'm not going to get to watch it live tomorrow because, well, probably not because I think I'm a, we're going to be gone. But uh, this is a pretty strong, uh, pretty strong card for uh, UFC 276. It really is. Um, I will say the I don't know why there is hatred between Lauren Murphy versus Misha Tate. I don't know why there was so much hatred. For that bout, because uh, it got canceled, and all of a sudden, everyone and their mom was like so excited. And they were like, "Yeah, let's go!" It got canceled, and I was like, "I mean, it would have been solid, you know. I don't know why we gotta, you know, I gotta hate them." Yeah, I didn't understand why so many people was against that uh, that fight as well. Um, I'm looking forward to it, uh, especially the uh, last two fights on the card. Oh, yep. And you also, and we also get to see Cerrone uh, fight after he didn't get to fight Lazone uh, last time. So that that should be a, a, a treat as well. Him and Miller, I think it's going to be a good fight. Yeah, that's, that right there is going to be. That one's going to be a banger. At least I expect anyway. I I, I think it's like two old vets who. Because actually, it was funny because at work, um, there's a guy who's a, who's a regular. He watched UFC. And him and I, we said the same thing. It's just going to be like two vets who look at each other, respect each other, but it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Respectfully, of course. Like, no hatred. I don't hate you, but I'm going to beat the shit out of you with all due respect. Like, I'm surprised they put it on the prelims, not even going to lie. Yeah, I'm I was surprised. surprised they put it on the prelims. I was surprised it was on the prelims as well because I think these are two, yeah, they're veterans, but the two guys are fighting each other at what I would say about the same point of their career. So that makes it even more interesting because it's not like one guy's way over the hill and one guy's still in his prime. They're both about the, to me, are about the same point in their career. So I think it's going, I think that, I think it's going to be a good fight and they're probably going to just stand there and brawl. 
Yeah, hundred percent. I don't. I don't. I don't think. In my opinion, there's no way this is a boring fight. I don't think. I don't think it's a boring fight at all. I think they just go and they just shrug their shoulders and just say, you know, f it. Why not? You know. Sean yeah. O'Malley's ranked. Settle down, whoever's doing this. Settle down. Oh, they have O'Malley ranked now. He's thirteen. Settle down. <laughs> Settle down, whoever's doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And don't get me wrong. I'll we'll, we'll talk more about him. But I like O'Malley, but he also hasn't fought the best competition yet. Because he's ducking the best competition, like, 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 like Patty. The, the 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 one from England, like the dude who just says, yeah, I'll get fat and I'll drop all the weight or whatever. Yeah. At least he says, yeah, look, I'm not taking a hard fight because y'all don't pay me enough. At least he's got the balls to say that. At least he'll say that. Sean O'Malley pretends he's fighting like every – and he pretends every fight he's fighting a prime Robbie Lawler. Then he moves up in weight to find uh, to fight Chuck Liddell back, back when he was running everything. And now he, he beat Connor. He beat John Jones, and he's the reason – like, bro – can't even check leg kicks. Go home. I'll do I'll do disrespect, of course. Oh yeah, he. I mean, I'm not saying he's terrible, but he hasn't fought like you said. He's ducking the top competition. You gotta. And the thing is, I I don't I don't I don't know if he's good. I don't know if he's bad. I I, yeah. I genuinely. I in my opinion, I genuinely don't know. I really yeah. don't know if he's good or if he's bad or whatever the case may be, because every single time. We're supposed to see him at his best against somebody who's, you know, supposed to be his you know, ultimate test. He doesn't want to take the fight. He's too busy fighting on rank guys. And if you just want to fight on rank guys, hey, I'm good with that. Just don't tell me. Don't look me in my face and try to sell me that, yo, Sean O'Malley, bro, he's a problem, bro. He is a problem. He beat, um, what, what was that dude's name with the green hair? Not his, not his his last fight, the one who took it on short notice. Uh, let me see if I wrote his name down. No, I didn't write his name down. I don't know who you're talking about. But I can't he was like uh, Moutinho or something like that. Homeboy who took the fight on like Uber short oh, notice. Oh, yeah. That, Chris Moutinho? Yeah, Moutinho. Yeah, he wasn't yeah. even in the UFC. He Where wasn't he, even in the UFC. He took like 200, 200 shots to the face or some unreal Right, thing. yeah. The dude wasn't even in the UFC. He beat no. him and everyone tried to tell me, oh, my God, this kid's lit. And then that, that kid fought again. Uh forget who he fought, but if I remember right, he lost that fight as well. Yeah. And it took and it took Sean everything in his power to put down a dude who took the fight on Uber short notice and wasn't even in the UFC. And it took you everything in your power. And you're talking about how strong you are, and he's eating everything you're throwing at him. Yeah. But then they use that to try to hype him up. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But and then the guy they gave him to uh, Pedro Munoz, I mean, I, it's funny. They do you know what his uh his his name is? His, like his his nickname? Do, do you know what his nickname is? Pedro Munoz? Uh no. The Young Punisher. <laughs> the Young Punisher. In like how old is he? I think he's like in his <laughs> mid 30s. In like 3 to 5 years that name is going to be so hilarious. He's 35. He's 35, bro. In like three years and he's 38, that the young Punisher is going to be hilarious. He's just going to change it to the Punisher. 
Hundred percent. Nah, 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 nah. You gotta commit. Call it the old Punisher. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Speaking of the speaking of the, this card, let's go ahead and get started in the prelims because I know you have your show today too. Yes, sir. Uh, first fight: Jessica Rose Clark uh, against uh, Stoller Julia Stolarinko. I know I mess these names up big time sometimes. But... Oh, oh yes, uh, Stolarinko. <laughs> You got uh, Clark is the favorite at minus 162, according to uh, FanDuel, and uh, Stolarenko is a plus 126 underdog. Uh, what do you think about this uh, fight to kick off the prelims? Um, I Based on what I understand about Jessica Rose Clark, she her style is not really a good style based on how she fights. And it's because she tries to go out there and stand and bang with people but her chin is suspect at best. So it's kind of like she wants to fight in the pocket and she can dish it out. She's got power. She can dish it. Problem is she really can't take it. And the most success you have like that she's ever had, honestly, is when her corner reels her in and goes, all right, look, relax, breathe, in through your nose, out through your mouth. Let's go to the decision. For a girl who has a lot of power, Ironically enough, her most success comes from decision. Let that let that sink in. And that just shows you one of two things. Either she doesn't have composure or her chin is suspect. And I think it's the latter. I just think it's it's her chin because when she's going, she gets caught with 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 some stuff like you know, simple jabs that would jabs that any other competitor would just take. She'll take them and it'll, it'll put her on front street and she's wobbly and whatnot. Um Personally, I'm going, I'm going underdog. Um, I think we're looking at a situation where I think Jessica's going to end up trying to trying to bang. Now she's solid when it comes to the takedowns. If she's if she can work the takedowns, it doesn't want to stand on her feet. She has a chance. In my opinion, though, it's weird. It's kind of like that's the big question mark. I'm not comfortable enough to you know go and say you know that i'm that i can just be like oh you know and on top of that let's say jessica does bring it to the ground so uh, stolarenko i don't know if you know about this shorty can make you tap in a heartbeat like some of her submissions are i don't want to uh, i'm gonna say it they're weird they're weird submissions where like you know you're looking at her like, how do you do that? How do you pull that off? So for all of that, I'm going to lean on the underdog. But I'll be 100% honest with you, bro. I, this is not a fight I would be comfortable betting on only because mm, – I don't know. I just I, – I wouldn't be comfortable betting on this because even though Clark is, is, the, is the favorite – I can see Storylenko making her tap, but I can also see Storylenko getting knocked out in the first round. But I'm going to go underdog for this one. Okay, no, uh, no, I agree with everything you're saying. Uh, I, I'm actually going to go the other way. I'm going to go with uh, Rose Clark. Uh, Storylenko, uh, she, you're right on her submission. She has one of the best arm bars that, we, that you've seen in the UFC in a long time. Yes. Uh, and she can hit it from different positions, but her her striking defense worries me. Uh, she's 0-4 in the UFC. 
I know, and I agree with you, Rose Clark's chin can be su uh, suspect as well. But I, I think Rose Clark is going to be able to get this fight to the ground so, and uh, take advantage of her grappling there, which, like you said, Storenko has good jiu-jitsu, has good arm bars. But I think Rose Clark will be able to control the positions enough to stay out of that. So I'm going to go with Rose Clark. But this is a fight I agree. I wouldn't, if I was betting money, I wouldn't bet money on it. Uh, I say Rose Clark, but it's not one, one of my most conf confident picks. Uh, out of the fights this week because I could see this like you said this fight could go either way and and that's the thing like I'm that's why to me it th this fight I'm I'm very concerned to pick because like I said it, it, it really can go either way it really can and then the uh, next fight is uh Brad Tavares against uh uh Dirkus Duplessis uh, this uh, I think it's going to be a good fight. Duplessis is a one minus one sixty four favorite. Tavares is a plus one twenty eight underdog. Uh, I think this is going to be a pretty good fight. I like I actually like uh, Duplessis in this fight. Uh, Tavares's chin worries me. He, he, going back to like kind of like what you said about Rose Clark, he, he, he's the same way. It seems like every fight he gets hit hard and gets hurt. Some some of them he'll come back and win, but then other ones he can't recover. But I just think Duplessis' power and his takedown. Uh, the key to this fight is going to be Duplessis' takedown defense. Can he keep? Can he keep this fight on the feet where he has? Where I think he has the advantage. If he can get, if Tavares can get this fight to the ground, he might, he'll have a better chance. But I like Duplessis. Uh, Duplessis' power on his feet. Uh, he, he has good kick, and he also isn't terrible on the ground. He has nine submission wins. Uh, so I like Duplessis in this fight. Uh, where do you go in this fight? Um, I, I'm going to Vars. I'm going to Vars, and this is why I'm going to Vars. The only reason why I'm going to Vars, I feel like, I feel like Duplessis is gonna try to take it to the ground and grind out, and he's gonna attempt to grind out a, a, a submission win. For me. I do. Th I, there's something I've been noticing about Brad Tavares. He's moving his head more. So those those shots that people look at and go, "Bro, you can't get caught with those." He's not getting caught with those as bad. I'll say. See, he's not getting caught with those as bad. Now, it, it's it's still, you know, a a weird thing. Where again, me personally, I'm super duper scared to bet on Brad Tavares because, like you said, his problem isn't his skill. It's just he gets caught, frankly, by the dumbest shots you can you can imagine. There are wide open clean shots that, frankly, he shouldn't be getting caught with. He should not be getting caught with them, and he does, and it just makes you look at him like, dude, come on, bro, like. No disrespect, man, but especially now in his career, like the the shots that he used to take, he's ranked now. So you can't be taking those shots anymore. You can't because now that just shows you're just not that guy. You know what I mean? Um, I will say, um, like for example, the last fight he lost, I think it was against uh. 
and what was his name? It's like um, he fought in New York. Oh man, yeah, I know. I can't even think of the guy's name. It's like Edmund Edmund because when S something like that. That was his last loss before he went. I think he won on a two fight win streak. And the 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 shot he got caught with because he lost by knockout in the first round. The shot he got caught with was a shot that frankly he should have been caught with. You know, granted his last two his last two uh, fights, it looks like he's cleaning up. You know, he's cleaning it up. You know, uh, beating Carlos Jr. and uh, uh, Akhmedov. So you know, it looks like he's you know both of them going decision. But in my opinion, bro. Oh man. Oh, just bring him to me. In my opinion, bro, I, I, I'm gonna go to Varis only because I am seeing a more patient, a more a more head moving, and a Brad Tavares that's like, I'm not taking you know, I can't take these shots. And I think he's starting to understand that. So I think Duplessis is gonna try to work for the ground game. And on the ground, me maybe it's just me. But I don't think there's going to be that much of a difference on the ground. That's just me, though. No, I don't either. I, I think, but I think Duplass, I think Duplass just needs to keep this fight on the feet. If he, if he goes to the ground, he loses his advantage in my eyes. No, no, I agree 100%. I, I agree 100%. He needs to stay. He needs to stay. <laughs> No, it, it, I don't know why my kid is he's like screaming right now. I, I don't think he agrees with any of my takes right now. <laughs> I think he's like mad at me right now. But yeah, nah, um, I'm going to Mars. Okay. Well, hey, we're split on the split on the first two. Uh next next one is uh Donald the cowboy Donald Cerrone against Jim Miller. We had talked a, l- a little bit about this uh before we uh, start breaking down the fights. Uh, Cerrone's a plus one sixty two underdog, and Miller's the minus two ten favorite, uh, according to Fanduel. I think it's going to be a fun fight because both. Like I was saying I think both these guys are at about at the same point in their career, coming toward the down the home stretch of it. Uh, Cerrone is a oh four and one his last five. Uh, Miller is three and two his last five. Both both of them are good strikers. Uh, one thing that worries me in this fight, I'm because I've always been a Cowboy Cerrone fan. Oh, is his chin? He hasn't been when he gets hit in the face. He just hasn't been able to take it uh, the same. Uh, but the dude fights used to fight every other two or three weeks, so he has a lot of wear and tear on him. But uh, I'm gonna go with Miller in this just because I uh, I trust Miller's chin a little bit more. Uh, and Cerrone, he just hasn't been reacting well to getting hit. Uh, here is his last couple fights. He lost his last fight to Moreno. And Miller's coming off a, a win over Mata. So I favor Jim Miller in this fight, but I think it's going to be definitely not be a boring fight. It's going to be a very entertaining fight, in my opinion. I agree. Um, I'm I'm going with Miller only because of only honestly, it only really comes down to one thing. Um, Miller to me right now, he can take a shot better than Cerrone. Yep. And that's just really, again, no disrespect to Donald Cerrone, but like you said, we're talking about a guy who every other week, it felt like, would take a fight just because why not? And I yeah, think so, now it's going to, I think now it's going to catch up to him. Yeah. 
he would take a fight just because he like just because he wanted to fight. <laughs> exactly. There was no, there was no. Oh, I'm desperate for money, or there was no, no. I have to take this fight because if not, I'll get cut. Nothing like that. It was always, oh, you got to fight for me. Okay, why not? Which again, which is what made people love Donald Cerrone for his I'm game anytime, any place, anywhere, any. You know what I mean? Like I'm game no matter what. That made him a fan favorite. You know, so, but unfortunately, that style, you only got a, you got a short shelf life, unfortunately. And unfortunately, this is, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's catching up to him. He can't take a hit anymore. And I think that's what's going to end up making him take this out. Yeah, it got, it got to a point that anytime somebody got injured or didn't make weight, you just assumed Donald Cerrone was going to take their spot. <laughs> I mean, that, that's how often he was fighting. But yeah, I agree. I, I think uh, he just can't. He can't take a shot no more. So I, we're both on Miller uh, on uh, Jim Miller with that fight. Next fight is uh, Andre uh, Muniz against Uriah Hall. Um, Muniz is a minus three fifty favorite. Hall is a plus two fifty five underdog. What's your thoughts on this fight? This fight is on the prelims, right? Uh, yeah. I will never understand this. Um, they're both uh, they're both ranked, and it's crazy. Hey, probably first time calling a long time listener. Uh, <laughs> how much would it take for you to leave a group chat? Follow question: How does Roger Shams even have jobs? What bums? First of all, how long would it take me to leave a group chat? Uh, very quick. Uh, I am very sensitive, so if you disagree with me or say I'm wrong in any way, shape, or form, I'll leave a group chat. No problem. Um, and by the way, Shams and Woj. That's really who you get your information from. What a clown. Get him out of here. We need to call Elon Musk right now and get those two guys shadow banned because they're horrible at their job. But Uriah Hall and Andre Munez, I'm going Hall. Um, and by the way, as this fight right here, it is I just when it comes to Uriah Hall, I I need to say this. I am the most biased guy when it comes to Uriah Hall. I will pick Uriah Hall in every fight, and I will only do it because of two reasons. And ironically, the two reasons happened the same day. That knockout kick, that knockout he did on the Ultimate Fighter, where it was like he did that the two little face with his legs, swung around all of a sudden, bang, right in the face, knocked him out. Yep. And then, because everyone was talking about that, no one talks about what happened after. You had Chael Sonnen. Like the guy that I wish was my father. Go up to Uriah Hall and with a straight face, no jokes, no nothing, said, Uriah, you're a contender. When Chael told me that, when Chael told me that, because I called him, I was like, Chael, you serious? He was like, he's a contender. And when he told me that, I will never bet against Uriah Hall. Ever. Ever. So I'm going Uriah Hall. Hey, well, we're split on this one as well. As I'm going, I'm going with Andre uh, uh, Munoz. Uh, this is he, the most split we've ever done. Yeah, this is insane. <laughs> I like it. I like uh, Munoz's uh, grappling here. I think he can be able to take uh, Hall down. That's one uh, hole in Hall's game where he can be a little questionable. Mm-hmm. Uh, takedown defense. Uh, takedown defense too. Like when when Andre takes you down, you know he's going for a submission. Yeah. And we have seen Uriah Hall struggle with the submissions. He kind of, when he doesn't know what to do, he kind of just 
shrugged his shoulders and lets it happen, which is something I didn't like. And Hall, so, didn't, he, Hall didn't look real good his last fight uh, against Strickland as well. No. no. Again, I'm only going with him because of biasness. <laughs> but all jokes aside. Like, I'm going with him because I have to. <laughs> right. I, I, I got I to commit. I, I, I got to commit. Um, I understand. That's how I am wait. in baseball. If Adam yeah, Wainwright's but, on the mound, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not betting against him. Right. So for me, I mean, yeah. And, and again, the difference is, though, Sean Strickland – is a he's a beast so let's you know what i mean yeah. but at the same time that's something that's a fight your eye hall should have won and he did did he did get exposed a little bit well i don't want to say exposed because we i think a lot, i think at this point he is who he is but your eye hall is gonna get the knockout you're welcome <laughs> the next fight you have jessica i against macy barber uh, I is a plus two thirty underdog. Barber's a minus three ten favorite. Uh, this fight, I don't know how I still get is still getting fights in the UFC. Uh, she's one and four over the last five. Uh, she doesn't have great striking defense at all. She lost her last fight to Jennifer Maya. Uh, Barber has looked good, but then when she fights the upper level competition, the, or the couple losses she has hasn't mm-hmm. looked hasn't looked quite up there, but. I think I think she's gonna be able to use her power and her wrestling against just guys just gonna to be uh, too much. So I like Barbara in this fight, but Barbara hasn't showed Barbara hasn't showed that she's up at that elite level yet. But I, like I said, I think is on her way out of the UFC. To be honest, I mean, I think I think one more one more loss, and I think she's gonna get the boot because, um, granted, um, in 2019, right, like the like the most. Like the, the basically the most attention she ever got is when she fought down Tina Shevchenko. Yeah. Um, obviously got knocked out in the second round, right? But obviously, right? And then people were like, I wonder how she's gonna be. Then she fought um Arahujo and she won. So Edward thought she was gonna be fine. And then takes loss after loss after loss. Three fights in a row, she took a L and against uh uh Calvillo. Uh, that was a fight night uh, main event, so it went five rounds. Got dominated at least four rounds. Some people even gave it a clean sweep for uh, Calvillo. Then you end up going back to to um, to face Wood, and that's another dominating loss she had, right? And then again with Jennifer Maya, another dominating loss where nobody was saying like you know Jessica I had a chance at all like during that fight it was brutal it was horrible um it all really comes down on can Macy Barber step up but here's the thing I don't even think she needs to step up all that much because like like I Jessica I is on her way out anyway you know she was never an elite like in no disrespect but she was never an elite talent right and now you're seeing her kind of go down Honestly, I think this is the perfect opponent for Macy Barber because they want Macy Barber. Like they're trying to push her and make it seem like she's, you know, like a top tier talent. You know what I mean? Yeah, this, this is great. Is perfect, this, is, this is good matchmaking by the UFC. Exactly, because because now, now you still have that name and Jessica I on her resume, but you're not catching a Jessica I fresh off that Valentina loss. You're catching a Jessica I who's who's on a fight skid. So it's a great name to put on uh, Macy Barber's uh, resume. I'm going Macy Barber, but. I do have reservations. Okay, and then the next one we have, so we're, we agree on that one. Next one is uh, 
Gabe Green versus uh, versus N. Gary. Green's a plus 142 underdog. Gary's a minus 184 favorite. Uh, I'll let you go first on this one. So, so you said N. Gary versus uh, Gabriel Green? Yep. So, for me, it, I'm looking at this. These are two guys that love to stand and bang, but Gabriel Green, if the fight goes to the ground, knows what he's doing. So it really comes down to the, in my opinion, I think the only way Ian Gary can really win is if he catches Green, but catches him in a way where he puts him stiff. Because if he only rocks him and lets Green go for a takedown to get a minute to breathe, as soon as that minute's over, he's going to start working submissions because he can do that. Yep. You know, he could throw and he can he can take you down effortlessly. You know, so um, I'm going Gabriel Green only because let's say on the feet, you want to call it a wash. Let's say that on the ground, the advantage goes to Green. So when you have a guy that's comfortable on the like against an opponent and your opponent is comfortable on the ground and the feet, it's going to be very tough to overcome. So I'm going Gabriel Green. Oh uh, yeah, and I, I agree with you. That's who I'm going with this Green as well. Uh, I know Gary's nine and zero, five and zero in the UFC or five and zero over his last five fights, but he hasn't fought the greatest competition either. Uh, mm-hmm. So so it's it you have to look at that. Uh, and I think Green, with his power, and then Green has a good chin, like you're talking about. He could take a shot, and yep. if, so he it, he I, we've seen him get hurt and come and come back, not panic. Uh, and we I, we haven't seen that from Gary because to me we haven't seen him fight some of the better competition. So I like Green in this fight because I I, I think he can win on the feet or win on the ground, and uh, and he, I think his chin is going to hold up against uh, Gary's power. Hmm. Yep, 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 yep. And then last, I'll go ahead. No, no, go ahead. ahead. Uh, Last fight we have on the prelims, we have Brad Riddell against uh, Jalen Turner. Riddell's a plus 120 underdog. Turner's a minus 154 favorite. Uh, I like Turner in this fight. Uh, No, he's the, uh, he's a slight favorite. Uh, But I I like his power and he has good grappling. And Mm -hmm. I I question Riddell's chin. That's one thing that uh, worries me in this fight. And so I, I think Turner's power could play a big role in this. So I, I like Turner in this fight. I do too. And and this reminds me a lot of the previous fight we were just talking about. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, we were talking about Ian Gary versus Gabriel Green. Jalen Turner, he's got power. He can knock you out effortlessly. But you know what else he can do? Like, they call him the tarantula yep. for a good reason. Because when he's on the ground – he's extremely comfortable you know like he moves effortlessly no matter where the fight is but like you said man jalen turner can pack a punch brad uh, brad riddle can't take a punch let's just call it what it is so you combine all you you do that combined with the fact that on the ground jalen turner is a legitimate problem a problem that brad Riddle probably can't handle in my opinion, I, I think the only way Jalen Turner loses is if he throws it. Like, he needs to sell himself. Yeah. I agree. Because he's uh, he's better on the ground. 
uh, Riddell's a pretty good striker. He, ha he has a good striking, but his chin just worries me so much. And if this Mac if this fight goes to the ground, I think he's in big trouble. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. Then uh, first fight of the main card. Main card starts at 10 o'clock tomorrow night. It's uh, Barber Brian Barbarina against Robbie Lawler. Uh, Barbarina is a minus 102 favorite. Lawler's a minus, a minus 125 favorite. See, actually, Lawler's the favorite, but they're both, <laughs> neither one of them are plus money. So uh, they got this fight as a pretty close fight. I think this could be a, a fun fight to watch. Uh, I'm going to go with Barbarina. Uh, but his, I ain't, ain't that I feel the most comfortable about it either, just because Lawler has a lot of power. Uh, but I, I think I think Barbarina at, uh, at this point in his career also has good power. And uh, we've seen Lawler take a lot of damage. And Lawler's one and four over his last five. Just he hasn't looked like the same guy, really. So I'm going to go with Barbarina on this fight. But I went with Lawler's power. Anything could happen. Yeah. Um, I, I, I do see where you're coming from. I'm going Barbarino, too. But again, the only reason why I'm going with Barbarino is the same thing as Rob, um, Robbie Lawler has taken a lot of damage, you know. Um, and the thing is, the way Robbie Lawler fights, he fights the same way he fought. Like, it's insane. The yeah. way he fought um, Rory McDonald is how he tries to fight every fight. And it's like, dude, no disrespect, because Robbie Lawler would probably beat the shit out of him in real life. No, so no disrespect, but you're not that guy anymore. You know? Like, you're not in your prime anymore, so you can't just go, you know, this balls-out style where... All you want to do is swing, 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 and think you're not going to get caught by something. Like you, you, you can't do that. And I don't think Robbie. Like I think I think Robbie Lawler and Donald Cerrone are in that thing same way as Chuck Liddell. You can only really fight one way. Like you're you were created into this world to fight a specific way, and I'm going to fight this specific way until the wheels fall off. And I think that's what it is. Uh, Barrino's again, I, I just think right now, like Jessica, I and Macy Barber, this is just something to put on Barrino's resume. I beat, I, I beat Robbie Lawler. You know, when I got to talk about the fact that Robbie Lawler ain't the same, I'm going to talk about that. It's just a name on his resume. I'm going Barbarino. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And uh, like, like you were talking about Lawler and Liddell, they're just guys that they're, they haven't been able to adapt their style as they've gotten older. Uh, to to kind of protect ourselves from taking that much damage. So yeah, I like Barbarina in this fight too. I agree with you. This is a lot like the Macy Barber fight. This is good. This is good matchmaking by uh, the UFC because if something happens, the Lawler wins. The crowd's gonna go crazy because you got a lot of Lawler fans. But if Barbarina right. wins, he has that name on his resume, even though it's not the same Lawler that everybody's used to seeing. Right, and, and again, it's it 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 really is a best case scenario where you got a guy. In, in Robbie Lawler. If Robbie Lawler wins, everyone's going to be happy. Why? They're going to be happy because it's Robbie Lawler, right? But if Barbarino wins, you're going to be like, okay, you know what? Respect to him. You be the guy in Robbie Lawler. So it, it really is, you know, it's a situation where, like, you know, both guys really can win. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And then the ne next fight on the card, we got Pedro Munoz against uh, – uh, Sugar Sean O'Malley, you know, is a plus 250 friend. underdog. O'Malley's a minus 340 favorite. 
Yeah, um, I got Munoz. Um, I have absolutely positively no faith in, in Sean O'Malley. I am not a fan of his at all. Um, I just don't, you know. I think this could be a be a decent fight. Uh, I'm going to go with o- O'Malley, and basically, basically the only reason I'm going with O'Malley is because of his volume. I, I think he he might uh, be able to put Munoz on his back foot a lot. But if th- if Munoz is able to get this fight to the ground, uh, he 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 has submissions, and I I, I could see uh, O'Malley being in trouble if he can get this fight to the ground. But I'm I'm going to uh, think that I'm going to rely on O'Malley's hopefully. Good, ta- or hopefully decent takedown defense, and he keeps on his feet. So I'm gonna go O'Malley, but there is, I can see Munoz winning this fight as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And like I said, I think it goes to the ground because Sugar uh, O'Malley can't stop a takedown for nothing. You know, he he can't he can't do it. So, you know, you you have Munoz, a guy who who can take you down. I and Munoz has decent power uh, as well in his striking. So right, exactly. He's not a bum, you know. So God, then, only got Malcolm Brogdon. I'm so happy. Uh, hey, that's a good. That's a good move for you guys. I hate. I hate seeing them leave the Pacers. I know. Uh, I know. Next fight, we actually sp- spoke about Strickland a little bit ago, but you got uh, Alex Pierre against Sean Strickland. Uh, Pierre's a Minus one at uh, minus one hundred four. Strickland's at minus one twenty two. So they, this is another fight that the books have real close. Um, yeah, I like Pierre in this fight. Uh, I think his uh, his takedown defense is good. He has a uh, a good chin. He has good striking. Um, really don't know about much of his grappling, but he's five and zero over his last five. You know, Strickland's going to come in with good volume. Right. And adds good power as well, but I, I just I think Pierre is going to be able to hit Strickland uh, a little a little more than what he's going to be able to hit Pierre. So I'm going to go with Strickland or excuse me Pierre with the four inch reach. I just think he's going to be able to keep him at keep Strickland at range and be able to get him on the way in. Well, here's the thing. Like, I, so I'm going Strickland. I think Pierre is going to try to you know work the range, and I think strong Strickland. We've seen him fight guys who has better who's got the range advantage on him. And what does he do? He shrugs his shoulders and understands. I'm just gonna do I'm do an all-out blitz. And that's what he does. He does a full-blown all-out blitz, regardless of you know, regardless of the outcome. Right? Like he looks at it and goes, All right, you got a re- reach advantage on me. It is what it is. I'm not mad, but I'm just gonna I'm a full-blown blitz you. You know, and honestly. I, I got Sean Strickland mostly because if Sean Strickland wins, I think if he wins and Israel Adesanya wins in the main event, we'll talk about that in a few, but I think that it'll be set for Sean Strickland because you're going to need new blood, you know, or new-ish blood, right? Like, yes. you're, you're going to need someone else, right? So I think Sean Strickland could perhaps be that guy, you know what I mean? So... I don't know. I, I don't I don't think that reach advantage is gonna be as bad as everyone thinks it'll be, you know, because I just I personally believe Sean Strickland is gonna be like, oh, you got a reach advantage? Cute. Would be a shame if somebody would have blitzed you though. And then that's what he's gonna proceed to do. I think he's just gonna go full send and just just full send and be like, all right, let me know when you're done. Let me know when you quit, but buddy. And again, 
Charles Strickland can also, you know, he's also comfortable on the feet as uh, on the ground as well. Yeah. You know, so it's not it's not really a situation where he has to only, you know, stand and bang with you. So uh, I'm going with Sean Strickland. Okay. Then the co-main event got Vol- uh, Volkanovski and uh, Holloway three. Volkanovski's a two minus two fifteen favorite. Holloway's a plus one fifty four uh, underdog. Uh, what's your th- what's your thoughts on this one? Uh, I got Alexander Volkanovski retaining. Um, I do think the odds are a little disrespectful, though. I I, I will say that um, this should like. I would have had this one minus 150 plus 130, 140 around there. Um, have that Vol- uh, Alexander Volkanovsky at minus 200 and Matt Talbot, um and this is for DraftKings, uh, at plus 170. I think it's disrespectful. I think it's disrespectful to Max Holloway. Now, granted, don't get it twisted. I do think Val- Volkanovsky should be the favorite because he's a he's a he's a savage, right? He's a problem. But is Max Holloway a bum now or something? Like, is, is, he, <laughs> is he a bum? Like, bro. Like, yeah, no, I agree with you. I, I like Volkanovsky, but yeah, I. I could see these odds being a lot closer because Hollow. Bro, he made Hall- Calvin Cater run. He made Calvin Cater run away from the sport. I don't want to hear it. He made a top contender or contemplate retirement, and you want to put him at a plus one seventy? A disrespect. Never mind the fact that last time he fought Volkanovski, Volkanovski won by split decision. Yeah. Split decision. The fight was real, was real, real close, and there was actually Uber some people close, that Holloway, There was pe- some people that thought Holloway won. Yes, a, 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 people, some people believe he won. Some people, and there's people who think the first one. Some people believe that that Max Holloway won that too. Now I disagree with that. With that one, I don't, I don't think he won the first one. But the second one, you can make a legitimate argument. Yeah, I agree. The second one was a lot closer, but the first one, I think Volkanovski definitely won. Yeah, what are we doing? And I'm going with Volkanovski as well in this fight, but I, like I said, I could see it being I, if Holloway won, I went it wasn't like I'd be real, real surprised. But, right. Uh, I just think Volkanovski can. He, I mean, he he can do it both on the feet and on the ground, which Holloway can too. Can too, but just from seeing the first two fights, if Volkanovski can fight more like he did that first fight. Uh, I look. For, I look for. I look for him to have a lot of success, right? And then in the main event, I'm interested to see what your thoughts are on this. You got Adesanya against Cannonier. Adesanya is a minus five twenty favorite. Cannonier is a plus three fifty underdog. So the odds are they are, the book the bookmakers aren't giving Cannonier much respect. Are you are you giving Cannonier much respect in this fight? All right. <laughs> <clears throat> Jerry Cannonier is going to knock out Israel Adesanya. Not only am I giving Jerry Cannonier respect, I'm giving him more, perhaps too much. Perhaps. <laughs> <coughs> Israel Adesanya has been kind of coasting a lot. Um, you know, kind of been, I don't want to say scared. But he's been fighting very uber cautious to the point that 
now, I, personally, I don't believe him anymore. Every time he hypes up a fight and says, I'm going to go beat the mess out of him, I don't believe him anymore. I don't believe him. I can't take him serious anymore. Because against Blahovich, all he did was do leg kicks because he was too scared to engage, which is stupid because you're going up to light heavyweight, yet you want to be at your middleweight. At your middleweight weight, you're an idiot. Marvin Vittori spent more time dry humping him than he did actually punching. Robert Whitaker, honestly, I'm surprised he won. I'll be honest, I gave it, I thought Whitaker won, but teach their own. I just don't I don't see it anymore. And a guy like Jared Cannonier, who doesn't has given you the assumption that I simply do not care. My goal is to hurt and to dismantle whoever is in front of me. We're talking about a guy who he's on a, of his last, what, five? <clears throat> of his last five fights. I'm sorry, his last six fights. Um, he won five of them, right? He's won five. Yeah. And the one he lost one to, I think it was Robert Whitaker, which you know, no shame in losing a Robert Whitaker. I get it. Still came out, you know, still, still threw hands, right? His uh, against Branch knocked him out. Silva knocked him out. Uh, Hermanson knocked him out. Lost the decision by Whitaker. Um, won a decision to Gasolum, and then just knocked out Brunson. So that's six fights. In those six fights, four have been knockouts or KOs, TKOs. I am looking at a man who does not care, who's going to throw everything he can at Israel Adesanya. And I think I don't think Israel Adesanya is ready for the amount of pressure that Cannoneer is going to throw at him. Because Kevin Gasolum, when if I'm not mistaken, um, because I, I just want to list off some of the guys that Israel Adesanya fought and why I think it's different. Um, so he fought Robert Whitaker twice. Both times the amount of pressure on Robert Whitaker was great because he knew he wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna be able to fight Adesanya back to back. He knew the rematch he was gonna have to get in both fights, he would have to scratch and claw his way for it. Okay. Same thing with y'all Romero. Same thing with Paula Costa. Same thing with Marvin Vittori. Same thing with, with well, I can't even say Jan Blachowicz because he took an L. But the guys that he's fighting, they're not really going to get back to back. So they keep that pressure in the back of his mind. Jared Cannonier doesn't care if he gets a rematch. He doesn't care. His goal is to just beat the bricks off you, whether you like it or not. He's going to beat the bricks out of Israel Adesanya. And and the reason, well, another reason why I say that Israel Adesanya, especially in the in the octagon of the last few um, his last few fights, has been very 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 cocky. You are not going to be able to do that against a guy like Jerry Cannonier, who has legitimate one punch power. He has legit one punch power. And with that, in my opinion. 
that's something dangerous. When you start taking a guy like that way too lightly, and you start trying to be all cutesy wootsy against a dude who frankly does not care. He doesn't care. He fights. Jared Cannonier fights every fight like it's his last fight in the UFC. So I'll be honest. I, I got Jerry Cannonier winning by, uh, by knockout. You're probably going to be surprised. I, I have I have the same thing. I have Cannonier winning, winning by knockout. I would I would I would take it at you can get it at plus six hundred on the Fanduel right now for Cannonier knockout. Uh, people don't talk enough about Cannonier's striking defense, and that that's what, something I think is going to be important in this fight is because nope. everybody talks about Adesanya's high volume, but if you look at his last couple of fights, like you said, he's fought more cocky and a little bit more passive. Cannonier has good striking defense, has one one shot knockout power, uh, and has good takedown defense. So if he does hurt us, Adesanya, and Adesanya tries to get the fight to the ground, I think he's going to have trouble. And and people overlook Cannonier's kicks. I think his his kicks and his uh, striking defense is going to play big in this fight. And I think Cannonier knocks Adesanya out. Yeah, I I really I just think a combination of all those things. It, I, I just be honest, man. A combination of all those things, I just, I genuinely believe, man, that Israel Adesanya is going to get knocked out. However, I will say this. I will say this. I do believe that if Israel Adesanya does lose, I believe he could bounce back. You know? Yeah. Well, I think a loss, a loss could be good for him, like you said. Re- refocus you, get, get that uh, that hunger back a little bit. Uh, you start feeling, you start. When you're on top and you start feeling yourself a little bit, it's easy to overlook some things that you used to do and you and you don't keep yourself at that same level. Right. So what a time you know, to be alive, man. It's gonna be a good it's gonna be a it's, I think it's gonna be a good card, but I do. I think I think there's gonna be a big upset there. Well, what they consider a big upset there in the champion in the uh main event, because I do I think Cannoneer has a real good shot of knocking Knocking out Desanya out. Mm-hmm. I I do too. I do too. You know, this is one fight I'm I'm comfortably taking the under. Like I'm not even joking at all. I'm taking Jerry Cannonier. You know, now obviously if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. You know, we go from there. But I just think everything, like everything combined, I I I think Jared not only has a legitimate chance, but a comfortable chance. Like, what? Like one hundred percent. And when he when when he wins, you know, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be up the storm. Trust yeah. me. I'm a lot of people don't give him enough credit for his striking defense. And I think we're gonna see see that on display uh, tomorrow night. Yes, sir. We will. Before we get out of here, uh, Damien did have a question, but I figured we'd wait till we got done with that. It was a uh, what do they mean when they say protected and unprotected draft picks? So the difference is, <clears throat> so imagine protections as conditions. So it basically, a protected pick means certain things have to happen that both teams agree to that can basically mean that that pick does not go to the team. So for example, let's say, let, let's look at the, the Sabonis trade, right? If um, I think the Pacers traded 
Oh no, I think the, I think um the 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 Kings sent a first round 2020 protected pick. Yeah. Um or 2022 something like that. They basically sent a a uh, a top 3 protected pick to Indiana, right? So, if the Kings make the playoffs, that pick goes to Indiana. Um if the Kings don't, right? If they don't because again, it says top 3 protected. If they don't make the playoffs and it's number 4 or above, that pick goes to Indiana. And then if let's say for some reason um you know, if 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 they don't make the playoffs and it's a top three pick, that pick remains with Sacramento. So it just means there's certain things that need to fall in place. In terms of unprotected, unprotected means it goes straight to that team. So, for example, the Celtics, we traded unprotected first-round pick to the, the, the Pacers in exchange for Malcolm Brogdon. That means it doesn't matter what happens to us. It doesn't matter if we have the worst record in the NBA and the number one overall pick. It doesn't matter if we end up winning the finals and we have the last pick. It doesn't matter if we're in the middle of the pack. It's unprotected, meaning that pick goes straight to the Pacers and they can do what they want with it. So when you hear protected, replace the word protected with conditions. So a conditioned pick, meaning whatever they agreed on, the, these conditions need to be fulfilled in order for that team to get the pick. You usually don't see um, picks, like protected picks straight up for like a player or something. You usually don't see it because there's a lot of risk. So a lot of time it'll be a, a protected pick plus a player or protect or, or one of the picks would be protected or whatever the case may be. So it's very rare you see a protected pick traded straight up. I, if I am mistaken, uh, the CBA might actually ban that and say that you're not allowed to do that. But um, think project a uh, protected pick as a condition pick. Certain conditions need to be um, met in agreement, obviously, with the two teams in order for that pick to go through to the other team. Unprotected means it goes straight to them, and it, it does not matter what happens. So that's the difference between protected and unprotected picks. Uh, what, uh, before you get out of here, Pride, what's your thoughts on that tra- on the trade? Did you, did you like the trade for Boston? I loved it. I love, and I'm gonna tell you why I loved it. Oh yeah, just hard happy with the trade, <laughs> Mr. Gonzalez. I am ecstatic, ecstatic. Listen, we got the guys we traded are guys that we usually don't, you know, give like we don't really give them that many minutes. Like the guy who had the most minutes in that trade was Daniel Tice, right? We gave up some picks, which, frankly, where we are right now after making the finals, we're in a position where we don't really care for the picks. Yep. Right? And we got Malcolm Brogdon, a guy who we could put – like, in my opinion, I this is what I think should happen. I think Al Horford goes to the bench, and I think our starting lineup is Malcolm Brogdon at the one, Marcus Smart at the two, put Jalen Brown at the three, uh, Jason Tatum at the four, and put Robert Williams at the five. And then if Robert Williams need rest, then you can go ahead and you can put Al Horford. Yep. That's what I would do. I love the pickup. Again, it's a point guard that we needed. A guy who can orchestrate the offense. So now when Marcus Smart is going into his thing where no one can rein him in, now we got someone else on the floor who can take the ball and Malcolm Brogdon and initiate the offense. So when our one-on-one basketball is not going through, we now got someone else that can run the show, run the offense and all that stuff. And like I said, the guys we gave up, no disrespect to them, but they didn't really play. Like we gave up Aaron Naismith, 
Daniel Tice, Nick Stauskas, who, and again, these are guys who only really got burned. Uh, I forgot the name of the other kid that I liked. He was a youngster, but he just he just kind of was like hyping up the bench and whatnot. Um, but I'm, again, that's the guys we gave up. And I'm okay with that. I'm ecstatic. And like I said, it was that that's one thing that we needed. We got it. You we get one more big man in free, you know, in free agency. Something we're now, you know, I mean, especially now considering that, you know, Robert Williams, let's say Robert Williams goes down. Now we can have another big man who can kind of fill in the void a little bit. And we're good. Right. But yes, yeah, I was I know, ecstatic about that trade. I think it was a great, great move. Uh I like the move for the Pacers as well, but uh only thing you have to worry about with Brogdon, because he is that point guard, like we were talking to the Celtics need, is is uh, injuries, his health. Last because last year I think he only played like forty games because he was having some back and uh, back issues. But if he's healthy, he's he's a great point guard, and he he also can he also can shoot the three. He shoots like close to forty percent from behind the three point line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he shoots he shoots a very very respectable from from the free throw uh, um, from the three point line, and again. Like I said, for me, man, what again? The best part for me is not only we were able to to fill it, but we were fill, we filled a respectable role and we kept our core together. That honestly, to me, is the best part about it: yeah. us being able to keep keep our 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 core together. I like I said, I think it was a great move. You know, like I said, only only thing we got to really got to do now go get um, you know, go get someone in uh, a big man in free agency that can, you know, help us take the load off of. And I, before I just said um, Al Horford because of his, you know, you know because of of his age, but also we have to you know do that for uh, Robert Williams too because I think he's starting to you know he's 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 you know with his injuries. Yeah, right. So, yeah. but I, I, think, I I love the deal, and I think Brogdon uh, running at the at the point can can really cut down on your guys' turnovers as well. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's going to be a good move for the Celtics. But I know I know you need to get out of here because you have your show to get ready to do. But mm-hmm. I uh, I appreciate you uh, joining me, uh, and it should be a good UFC fight or UFC card. I'm gonna try to watch some of it. Uh, tomorrow, but I know we're, we have plans for this weekend for the, the holiday weekend, so we're gonna be out at a, a buddy's house. I don't know if they'll have it on or not, but hope, hope I'm hoping they're gonna have it on because I'd at least like to see Cannon near and all the Sonya go at it. Yeah, it's it's this card's gonna be a banger. I'm telling you, it's gonna be a banger. Yeah. Well, I want to thank everybody for join uh, for joining this day for Easy Money, a sports betting show. Go check out Pride Show here in just a few minutes at uh, Prideful Takes. You can find it on Facebook. What else? Spotify, YouTube. Yeah, uh, I go live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Goes live on. Uh... Okay, can I can I finish? Thank you. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get any of your uh, podcasts off, I'd be there. So I'm everywhere. Can you stop cock blocking me? I'm trying to network. Yeah. All right, go, uh, go check out his show. I know it's going to start here in a few minutes. Thanks for joining us. Uh, have a great, uh, great uh, holiday weekend. Stay safe, and we will see you guys uh, on Tuesday. Yes, sir. Whole sports all plays. Whole sports all plays. Whole sports all plays. Uh, 365.
five, we're making a place. We're talking the game, get you through the days. We're high in the court, the dying in the lane. Variety topics, living the same. All presentation, sports information. In the airways, taking the nation. All sport, all plays, like working your faces. Grace at the field, so type the laces. All sports, all plays. Get ready. This summer. The Arena League Sports is on ASAP Network. Tune in live on either the Tiki Live or Roku app, as well as your smart home TV.